This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Sad news for Canadians and fans of Jeopardy around the world. Alex Trebek lost his battle with pancreatic cancer on the weekend. He passed away at his Los Angeles home, surrounded by family and friends. He was 80 years old. And you got to give it to Trebek. He was very open about his battle, about his health. And here's a little montage of Alex and how brave he was. Since the heart attack, I don't have the stamina. During the holiday break, I had a subdural hematoma, blood clots on the brain caused by a fall. I have some news to share with all of you. I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Keep the faith, we'll get it done. Thank you. I will keep doing it as long as my skills do not diminish and they have started to diminish. Thanks to the hundreds of thousands of people wishing me well following my recent health announcement. I'm a lucky guy. Hey guys, I'm 79 years old. I've had one hell of a good life. Let's take a look at your response. Did you come up with the right one? No? What is, we love you out. That's very kind. Thank you. Costs you $19.95. You're left with five bucks. Okay. The thought of passing on doesn't frighten me. The thought of myself moving on, hey folks, comes with the territory. I've just got this vision of my grandmother, who I would watch Jeopardy with every night when I could, um, especially towards the end of her life when she was in a long-term care home. Uh, I just picture her and all the other grannies lining up at the gates hearing that (laughs) Alex Trebek is coming in. (laughs) Here he comes. Here he comes. Oh, my God, it's Alex. (laughs) He's still got the mustache. In heaven, he's got two mustaches, Jim. (laughs) Class act. (laughs) To hear someone say I've had a hell of a good life, I've enjoyed it. The thought of passing on doesn't frighten me. Hey, folks, it comes with the territory. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Trebek is the man. I like it. Yeah. Manny, Hammer Manny in the Y108 studios, uh, he was uh, just swiping left and right on dating apps all weekend. But outside. <laughs> <laughs> in the sunshine. Hey, Manny. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Uh, you have a good weekend, buddy. Yeah, man. I uh, I went outside. You know, it was really nice. Went for a nice hike. And uh, yeah, like you said, I... I sprained my finger, but everything else is good. <laughs> Otherwise, I know Manny was on the dating app because he sent me a picture on Friday night. Oh yeah, yeah. It was of a beautiful young woman, and it was a screenshot of her dating profile on an app. And I was like, "Wow, Manny, you got to go for it. She's a knockout." And he's like, "I can't. I had to swipe left. Look at her name. What was her name, Manny?" So it's a name that is very near and dear to all three of us. Uh, the name of this girl was Taz. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> and that's a deal breaker for you, Manny? S- seriously, seriously. Was it Taz with a it. wig or was it actually a beautiful woman? No, it's, it's, she was a gorgeous woman. Hmm. How was it spelled? T-A-Z or was it like T-A-S? Yeah, no, T-A-S? exactly the same. Exactly uh, the same. Like I thought maybe it'd be a short form for something, but... Uh, hmm. It may be short for something, but she goes by Taz. And because of that, Manny, despite all her other great attributes, Manny said, no, I can't do it. She had a great personality, too. Uh, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I don't know personally, but 
Yeah, just because her name was Taz, you'd assume. Just because her name was Taz, I couldn't yeah. do it. I'm sorry, Taz. You couldn't, you don't want to be yelling out that name in the throes of passion, <laughs> Manny? <laughs> Oh, Taz. It is kind of like when you uh, meet a girl with the same name as your mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I could date a Karen. Well, for a number of reasons now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Karen name was always tainted for Jim, but now <laughs> it would have to be really worth it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't know if uh, if I'm if I would have been able to marry a, a Jane. You'd get yeah. over it, though, if you're truly in love. Uh, but you would definitely swipe right on a gym just to mess with me, I think, Taz. You know? I, sure, yeah, you wouldn't yeah, want to yell sure. it out, but... Hey, this is my new girlfriend, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell that? J-I-M. Oh, no. Uh, I would have I swiped. I would have swiped right. If she had the same name, what's your mom's name, Manny? So my mom's name is Aruna. Aruna. And she wants me to name my first kid after her. She wants me to name uh, either Aruna or Arun for a boy. Okay. Hmm. What if what if that the the Taz on the dating app? What if her name was Aruna? Would you have still swiped left? Probably. Yeah. I just I don't know, man. I was not feeling the names. You if know. you had to marry somebody named Taz or Aruna, which one would you prefer? Mm. <sighs> I don't know. It's a tie, man. They both lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying single. Exactly. Exactly. Guess where my family went on the weekend, Jim? Hmm. Uh, d- discount Halloween candy shopping? <laughs> no. We got the idea from you and your girlfriend, Sarah. Stole your idea. We saw all your cutesy Instagram photos of the two of you. Doing this activity, we thought we'd go out and get some of our own. Hmm. My wife was jealous. She's like, "Oh, Jim and Sarah are killing it with their Instagram account. We gotta go. <laughs> what are you? T- <laughs> we gotta go try to keep up with the Kellys. What's that? What was that? We went to the Sylvan Alpaca Farm. Nice. Yeah. That, it, isn't it an Instagram haven? Oh." Nick is, he's the guy who, who we had call into the show a couple weeks ago talking about alpacas, and mm-hmm. he was saying, like, they are turning people away because so many people, like, alpacas are the hot hipster animal right now. So weird how one thing will just take off, but yeah, they're everywhere. Everyone wants pictures with the alpacas. They're so photogenic. They're cute. And I was shocked when I had never touched an alpaca before. Mm-hmm. How thick that uh, the hair or wool, what, are you, what do you call it? I'm assuming wool. Yeah, how thick it is. Yeah. You could take a nap on the back of an alpaca <laughs> easily. Yeah. During a long journey, spread out, lay on one. Pretty amazing. I got a pair of those alpaca socks that mm-hmm. you've been raving about. You did, eh? Have you put yours in the dryer by accident yet? No, no. You? No, okay, I haven't good, worn yeah. mine yet, but okay. that's the, the, it was like I was buying a Mogwai for a <laughs> second. It came with all these rules. Don't feed these socks after midnight. <laughs> Don't get them wet. Yeah, you got to be careful, but uh, I've worn them. I haven't washed them. I've worn them, and then they're they're sitting in the, in the wash pile, but I haven't washed them Are yet. Are they fantastic? Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, they're super warm. Because if you put them in the dryer, apparently they will look like dolls' socks. Hmm. They'll shrink up. I wonder if time. on a hot day the alpacas get all, like their 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 wool itself gets all shrunken up while they're sitting outside. 
Mm, I don't know. Mm. It's a good question for Nick. <laughs> Anyways, Sylvan Alpaca Farm. Great spot to visit if they're not too busy. And uh, how was your uh, wildlife weekend? Did you see any animals? Um, I don't think so. Just my dog. What happened to your new passion of deer hunting? What I've been to the well, no, that's I've been to the range a couple times to uh, practice my archery, but uh, I haven't. Well, been you out. went hunting deer a couple weeks ago, and this you and Eric were right into it. And I thought this was going to be a regular thing. Eric's still right into it. I went with him, just tagging along. Basically, he's uh, gone back to my brother-in-law's like four or five times to sit in a tree but stand. But you're done. You're not hunting anymore. I may. You're not. What, how long's the season? It goes until, like, the middle of December for deer. Okay. But, like, for me, I'm not good enough to shoot one. <laughs> so, unless, like, I want to tag along. I'm just getting into it. So, I'm not saying uh-huh. it's my new passion and I'm, you know, going to go out every weekend. But Okay, I just thought I'd bring it up because you you were gung-ho a couple weeks ago. And it was, oh, deer hunting. Shut Look at me go with my bow and arrow. And then I didn't even we br- just never heard heard about it again. Well, trust me, if I bag one, I'll talk about it. If I don't, I won't. Okay. Yeah, I'm the just ca- classic deer classic deer work. Because it was like, look at me, I got a bow and arrow. I bought all this. Uh, it sounds like you put a lot of uh, you, a real investment into this new hobby, and I feel like it's dying down very quickly. The passion. Yeah. Well, I'm the the archery part of it, very satisfying, very easy to do. The waking up at 4 a.m., driving somewhere, On sitting in the cold. Yeah. Less entertaining for the me. Last personally. thing you want to do when you're a radio morning show host is wake up at four AM on the weekend. On a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I woke up at three thirty AM last time we went. I get it. I just thought I'd ask. You let us know. I won't bring it up again. If you if you bag a deer, you tell us. Okay. okay? We'll do. Hey bud, you know interesting stuff happens in the country. Too. Some sometimes. So I guess she's time for the rural report. But rural, rural rep, rural report. There we go, bud. Yes, we like to keep track of what's going on in small towns. In the Taz and Jim listening area in Elmer, Ontario. Anti-mask rally was planned for the weekend. Town. They called a state of emergency over it. Oh, bud. And here to tell us more about what went down, it's the pride of Mitchell, Ontario, Jim Kelly. Yes, Taz, I feel like a lot of uh, questions were answered, especially for Toronto people who came down to this rally to support the anti-maskers. A lot of questions were answered. Number one, how do you pronounce Elmer? Number two, where is Elmer? And number three, what happens when you tell a guy driving a horse and buggy to listen to the scientists? Apparently not a lot of productivity. Um, 2,000 people showed up. They did some marching. Wow, that's a pretty big crowd. Yeah. Man. I mean, considering the town itself is, uh, you know, only like 7,000 people, that's that's a pretty good chunk of people showing up to Elmer for anything outside the some sort of agriculture festival. But uh, here's the, some people and the reasons why they showed up. To me, being locked down is, is eliminating our... Our immune response, and that's the way I look at it. We're here to say, open it up, open things up. There we go. Open her up. Let's help our uh, immune systems uh, work a little better. Here's the Elmer Priest, the guy who's from the God of Church. And church why, of God. The God of Church. He is the God of Church from the Church <laughs> of God. 
We want our life back. We want our freedoms back. We want to be able to live. We want to be able to smile. We want to be able to just have a normal life. That's all we want. That's it. That's the reason why he doesn't want to wear a mask. He wants you to see him smile, Taz. It's that simple. Uh, you know, it was. It could have been much worse. You know, other people showing up to a small town, you think the small town people want to fight right away. But yeah, people are pretty cordial, I'd say. And all of a sudden, we have this division. I respect that they have views uh, a little bit different, but uh, I don't agree with their views of not wearing masks. So it wasn't too bad until old Earl Delaney, old Earl Delaney got a little upset with the people. There was a 2,000 person march, people carrying flags saying, hey, freedom is a choice and don't listen to the scientists and, you know, don't tell me what to do. One guy pulled out the garden hose and decided to spray <laughs> the people walking by. <laughs> That was Earl right there. I don't, it's, there's a lot of yelling going on, but this is Earl yelling. He pulls down his mask to yell at everybody, by the way. I don't want the virus here. Get out of here. I don't want the virus here. Get out of here. And he was actually here. spraying them all down with the hose. Yeah, and there was like a couple people with safety vests. I don't know if they were hired by the organizers or if there was some people because of the state of emergency that were there to do crowd control yeah i don't know but the safety vest guys got in there and, and spread the the group apart uh he's not being charged or anything everybody moved on with their life but uh, that's that's how he uh Girl. voiced his disagreement with the crowd none of them would have got wet but they're also anti-umbrella True. They don't believe that umbrellas keep you dry, so none of them had umbrellas no. either. In fact, the umbrella absorbs the wetness, and then the next time that you want to use the umbrella, just you just you get even more, more wet. wet. And then yeah, there's bacteria. Right. <laughs> it's not good, Taz. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad this is all behind us. I think this is the final final rally in Elmer. Um, and then the people can all agree that if you want to gather with hundreds of people and not be in danger of COVID, you can still go to Walmart. You can still go to an NBA championship street party, or you can show up to a 2,000 person rally, stand next to the people you hate that you think are gonna give you coronavirus, pull down your mask and yell at them so they can hear you. We wanna be able to live. We wanna be able to smile. We wanna be able to just have a normal life. That's all we want. Foo Fighters, brand new music called Shame Shame from the upcoming 10th album from the band Medicine at Midnight. What do you think of that one, Jim Kelly? I like it. I like it. Different. Yeah, it's a little. I thought it was going to build this a big something. And the guitars would kick in. Yeah. I, I was kind of waiting for that, too. I, I need to listen to it a few more times mm -hmm. before I can truly make a judgment. But, yeah, it kind of took me... Yeah, it took me off guard a bit. I did... If I heard that on the radio and I didn't know it was the Foos, it would take me a second before I recognized Dave Grohl's voice, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe the song that follows is like the big the big cranker, and that's just the way the album's set up. We know the, uh, the track listing here. Spike, Making a Fire, Shame Shame, Cloud Spotter, Waiting on a War, 
Medicine at midnight. No son of mine. Holding poison. Chasing birds. <laughs> Love dies young. Hmm. Sound like song titles. <laughs> They're the Foo Fighters, man. You know it's going to be a decent album. Mm-hmm. And I do. I like when bands experiment. You know, what fun is it if they just stick to the same old formula? Yeah. Like we were saying, I like that drum beat that they put. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you do it? Are you playing like patty cake? You want me to join in? Sounds Stella, like stomp. Ella, Ola, clap, clap, clap. <laughs> So they did. Uh, they did that song. They did times like these, an emotional um, uh, version of times like these as well on Saturday Night Live. It was a big night, man. Uh, Saturday was the day that it was uh, called. The election was called for Joe Biden. He is the president elect in the United States. Kamala Harris is the vice president elect. She will be the first um, woman, female vice president. Hmm. Her husband, the first, what is it, the second husband? Is it called the second lady when it's a lady in that position? The second man? Yeah, I think so it's the, the second lady. First lady, lady, the, first second lady, lady. the second lady. <laughs> That's fun. I never thought about that before, but probably. <laughs> so obviously they focused a lot on politics. Dave Chappelle was the host. He was unbelievable, as expected. A lot of uh, comedians, entertainers will, will tweak their act tone things down a little bit for broadcast television. Chappelle doesn't do that. He was, uh, he was in fine form. And, you know, the guy, what's brilliant about Dave Chappelle, and I know you're a huge fan, Jim. You've seen him perform live a number of times. And it's, the comedy is one thing, but just his insight mm-hmm. is fantastic, especially, you know, the time that the, the country's going through down there. It was great to hear him talk. I would implore everybody who's celebrating the day to remember. It's good to be a humble winner. Remember when I was here four years ago? Remember how bad that felt? Remember that half the country right now still feels that way. Please remember that. Remember that for the first time in the history of America, the life expectancy of white people is dropping because of heroin, because of suicide, all these white people out there that feel that anguish, that pain, that mad because they think nobody cares, and maybe they don't. Let me tell you something. I know how that feels. I promise you, I know how that feels. If you're a police officer, and every time you put your uniform on, you feel like you got a target on your back. You're appalled by the ingratitude that people have when you would risk your life to save them. Oh, man, believe me. Believe me. I know how that feels. Everyone knows how that feels. But here's the difference between me and you. You guys hate each other for that. And I don't hate anybody. I just hate that feeling. That's Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live. Now, he did have a joke at the end of that. <laughs> he did. But there's some language in there that you and I uh, mm-hmm. shouldn't. You know, well, we don't want to give our bosses a heart attack if we play yeah. the rest of that clip. <laughs> Dave definitely knows how to switch gears pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I was glad that there are some jokes after that because I'm like, this is going to be tough for old Jim Carrey to follow up with his Biden after this one. Okay, well, <laughs> speaking of that, we I think we found out because when, when it was announced that Jim Carrey 
Carey was going to play Joe Biden. Some people were like, really, Jim Carey? Why would they choose him? Well, we got a definitive answer uh, on Saturday night. Here's Carey as Biden, and it feels like his entire performance was just a build-up to this moment. There are situations in life, and this is one of them, where there must be a winner and... Hey, Yeah, baby. <laughs> it all builds up to that. <laughs> Worth the wait. You got a question. Ask a lawyer. Ask a lawyer. A question about custody or a neighbor. Ask a lawyer. Ask a lawyer. Okay, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, holy cow. Yeah, hello? Hey, what's your question for our lawyer, Ian Snedden, from Cohen Hiley? Uh, I was wondering, if you get fleeced by a contractor for doing a, a garbage job on a site, and he refuses to give you back your deposit, and you got no receipt, if you audio recorded him and got him on the recording saying that he doesn't care about you or the job and you don't have nothing on him, but he admits to doing the job, Ooh. is that... Are there grounds there to do anything about that or just let it go and flame them on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> so you've thought about this for a while. Yeah, well, I think, Ian, you'd probably advise about the flaming on Facebook because there could be some legal uh, ramifications on your end if you do that, right? Yeah, there could be. It could be defamatory, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. To go through the proper channels, Again, I'd try him. You might want to let him know. You have it recorded. Um, it is not illegal to re- secretly record a conversation between one person who's a party to the conversation and another person who's a party to the conversation. The courts sometimes admit it into evidence and sometimes they don't. In a commercial situation, I think they're far more likely to allow it than in a family law one. Um, but you cannot record to other people to which you're not a party to the conversation. Yeah, so if so, you're not involved in the conversation, uh, th- this, uh, w- this was you, Kevin. You were one of the people talking to the guy while you were recording, right? Yeah, it was just me and him. Okay. So that sounds like it's more likely to get uh, uh, introduced into evidence, more likely to yeah. be admissible. So yeah. I can't flame him on Facebook, even though he told me he was a killer and I better watch myself, and he was making open threats to me and stuff. Well, like if he was making, do you have that on tape, too? Oh, yeah, I got like 25 minutes, and it's gold. Yeah, generally <laughs> I don't um, post things about people on Facebook when they admit they're murderers. Yeah. You know, I tend to, tend to go through the law on that one. Yeah, I think if you have a recording where he's threatening you, threatening you bodily harm or to kill you, and he admits that he took your money and didn't do the job that he agreed to do. I think you may have a case. Ian, would that be your opinion as well? Yeah, that would be my opinion. I agree. So the level of um, the threat is important, and how specific the threat is is also important. So next Tuesday at 7 p.m., I'm coming to your house, and I'm going to kill you, and I've got a, um, I've got a gun 
that I borrowed from a friend, and that's what I'm going to use. It's very specific, uh, and clearly it's a death threat. So, yes, murder is. What, a, what if he says? If he says I've been I've been charged with attempted death. murder, you don't want to mess with me. Would that be considered a threat? Uh, too you general. Know, I think that would probably be too vague. Really? How specific so. did he get here, Kevin? He just said, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I've been charged with attempted murder twice. Basically like an innuendo, like I'm supposed to be scared of him. Uh-huh. He, well, it was only attempted murder. Like, if he murdered a guy, he can't even murder correctly. He's terrible. Yeah, he's a terrible contractor <laughs> yeah. and an even worse murderer. Doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't get the job done. <laughs> Perfect patio weather. You want to sit on a patio, have a couple of cold beverages, Jim. Might be your last chance. Might make a couple margaritas with my new Tesla tequila. Oh, yeah. Tesla, that's right. Elon Musk, Tesla, has launched a tequila in the United States. Retails for $250 a bottle. U.S. Yikes. And it's sold out. (laughs) Anything they make sells out. Yeah. I, like, has this uh, tequila been to space or something? What makes it so special? <laughs> I don't know. But every, Elon Musk makes everything like a teenage boy. would. I'm going to make my own flamethrower. I'm going to make an electric car. A thing that digs to the center of the earth. And some booze. <laughs> he's made everything. Yeah, he's got ideas like a teenage boy or a supervillain <laughs> yeah. from a James Bond movie. They're both pretty similar. Tesla Kila was a joke on April Fool's Day back in 2018. And uh, Musk then trademarked the, the name and decided, oh, why not? Came out with his own tequila. $250 a bottle. I, are you into the high-end tequila thing? Because it's becoming more and more popular. No, I refuse to get into any high-end booze, wine, anything. I think it's all a scam. Good for you. Well, there was a story a couple weeks ago in the news about a couple who got the wrong bottle of wine brought to their table. Mm -hmm. The the restaurant accidentally gave them a $2,000 bottle of wine instead of like a $25 bottle of wine. And they brought the cheap wine over to this table full of like Wall Street guys. And they didn't even know the difference because they put it in a decanter. And and these Wall Street guys are drinking the the cheap wine, thinking it's the $2,000 wine, talking about the notes and the finish and the legs and trying to feel all important and and hoity-toity. Yeah. And then the waitress comes over and is like, hey, guess what? That's a $26 bottle there, you knuckleheads. (laughs) Oh, I knew. I could tell. (laughs) That's what I would like to see for a next Borat movie. He gives people who think they're... Rich and cool, cigars that are cheap, wine that's cheap, anything cheap, and then have them talk about how great it is, and then him just go, psych, it's, you're an idiot. There might be a, a difference between a bottle of wine that's $15 and a bottle of wine that's $60, but how good can the wine get? Yeah, can, it get, can it get $7,000 good There's for no a bottle? Way. There's no way. This tequila, too. If it wasn't shaped like a lightning bolt, the which it is. The bottle looks like a lightning bolt, right? Nobody would pay anything for it. Collector's item. I guess so. Yeah. Can it be? Because you can get a bottle of tequila for less than $250 last time I checked. Yeah. El Gimador, I think, is some of the cheapest stuff you can get. <laughs> El Gimador. El Gimador. El Gimador. Yeah, that can... And it has the same effect, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, you hate yourself in the morning either way. Friday on the show, we were talking about this, Jim. <laughs> 
And the story just snowballed from there. Whole Foods, which is a grocery retailer based in the United States, has a few stores in Canada across Ontario. They had banned employees from wearing poppies at work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday morning the news came out. Uh, people were outraged immediately. Barely anybody defending the, the decision. Um, it was all very vague why they said no poppies in the first place. Uh, everybody's but there was no question that Canadians were having none of it. Yeah, yeah. Some people were saying, well, maybe it's because they don't want the poppies to fall into the the meat or something. That's and- what I said. I was trying to defend them. I'm like, what possible reason could they have yeah. for not letting Canadians wear poppies this close to Remembrance Day? Basically, it came down to them saying they didn't want people supporting political causes. Yeah. Publicly. Which I understand, but, you know, the, wearing a poppy is not a political <laughs> statement. It never should be. It should be to honor people who've given their lives for this country. So this controversy happened uh, Friday morning. By Friday afternoon around 3 p.m., it was over. They said, okay, poppies are allowed. Well, not immediately because they doubled down earlier in the day. So before noon, they said, sorry, guys, this is our policy. We're sticking with it. But there was such an outpouring from Canadian celebrities, politicians. I referred to them as a-hole foods Mm -hmm. unless they did something immediately to rectify the situation. But they didn't do something immediately. They waited and waited. They doubled down and said, this is our policy we're not changing anything it got to the point where members of the house of commons unanimously condemned the ban and then whole Foods said yeah okay we're gonna do something so uh you know who really wasn't a fan of this decision premier of ontario doug ford this is what he had to say something really disturbing uh happened today it's regarding whole foods policy to ban employees from from wearing poppies I find it absolutely disgusting and disgraceful. It's disrespectful when it comes to honoring our heroes, our veterans. And I'll tell you a story. I was over with Minister McLeod over at the War Memorial and and, uh, met two gentlemen, uh, General Lou McKenzie, which I think a lot of you know, but Michael Tron. He's a hero. He was over in Afghanistan fighting for our freedoms. He lost his legs because of an EID. He had severe damage to his whole body. And then Whole Foods wants to come out and disrespect someone like that, or disrespect people that fought for the freedoms of our country all the way back from 1915. I I find it disgraceful. And obviously, whoever at Whole Foods made this decision isn't the the sharpest knife in the the drawer. Matter about as sharp as a butter knife. Take that, Whole Foods. Dugsy with his folksy chirps. <laughs> as sharp as a spoon, and I don't mean one of those metal spoons. I mean one of the plastic spoons you get at the uh, the prepared food uh, counter there at Whole Foods. <laughs> one of them useless spoons. Here's the statement that Whole Foods released eventually. Around 3 o'clock on Friday, our new unified dress code policy is intended to create consistency and ensure operational safety across our stores. Our intention was never to single out the poppy or suggest a lack of support for Remembrance Day and the heroes who have bravely served their country. 
We appreciate the thoughtful feedback we have received from our customers. Yeah, they thought about where to put the F words and the S words <laughs> and the B words. Um, given the learnings of today, we are welcoming team members to wear the poppy in honor of Remembrance Day. Bravo, Whole Foods. It's that easy. <laughs> Obviously, whoever at Whole Foods made this decision isn't the, the sharpest knife in the, in the drawer. Matter about as sharp as a butter knife. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.